0: hello everyone and welcome to the majorly minor podcast i am your host maros john ahi and this is episode four of the podcast and i'm planning to do a few podcasts over the next few months but i wanted to use this opportunity to do a solo podcast um i have a lot of different ideas and concepts that run through my head. And I've noticed that some definitely work better as a conversation between two people. And I think some work really well as a monologue with just one person. So um, that's what I'm gonna try to do. I am calling this one, quote, growing up a palette cleanser because Um, I I feel like these monologues will kind of be that transition to new conversations that I'll be having. So this idea of growing up is something that I don't think I fully realized um, until this past year. Uh, I turned 30 last year, and it, it just felt like another day. It just felt like another birthday, no big deal, and... Um, I didn't really think much of it, but uh, I would see things online about how, how people really mature once they hit 30, how brains fully develop once you hit 30, how your personality changes once you hit 30. And so I heard all of that and, again, didn't think much of it. Because it's just something you read. And then I did some kind of self-reflection at the end of 2018. And um, I, I realized, you know, consciously or subconsciously, there have been things that I've done since I turned 30 that one could argue are signs that I am growing up. And so I thought, okay... Maybe I can discuss these things that I started doing and use it almost like a North Star for myself moving forward. So uh, I think there's, there's two categories. There's, there's two things that I think help the process of growing up. Um, also, I should mention, so this entire concept of growing up, it's probably different for every person. So the specific things that I think helped me grow up might not be the same for someone else. Um, they might not even be on someone else's radar. So I think that's really important to mention. Um, you know, I think there's probably 10 or 15 things that I've been doing over the past few years that I think have helped me um, from a physical standpoint, a career standpoint, uh, a mental standpoint. But those, those things aren't really relevant for everyone because those things depend on, on you and what you're going through. But these main ideas, these categories, um, that's what I want to examine because I think these are more universal um, so for me, it, it was, it, it's really about your mentality and your habits. So the way I like to think about these two ideas is that your mentality is kind of like the title of an album, your own personal album. And so the mentality is the title, it's, uh, it's the vibe, you could say, and the habits are basically the individual songs that make up that album. So it's this codependent relationship where without the habits, you just have the flashy mentality, uh, but without any of the action. And without the mentality, you have a lot of different habits that aren't following a specific direction or a specific goal. So, So you really need both. And for me... It was it was about first recognizing what my old mentality was and what my bad habits were and then trying to evolve them into something new. So um, what was what was the old mentality for me? um, It was a few things, but. I remember. I remember very clearly. Uh, about a year after I graduated from architecture school, I saw a quote, and this quote has been attributed to different people. So I don't know if it's ever been confirmed who said it. I think most people say it was said by a guy named Gore Vidal. So regardless, this is the the quote. Basically said uh, quote It's not enough that I succeed others must fail. (laughs) And I I remember whenever I would tell someone that quote, their reaction would be the same. It would be like shock and also um, confusion because, you know, it's a very harsh thing to say. And uh, I just remember being 24 years old right out of architecture school. And I love that quote. And at that time, um, I had just gone through... You know, five years of design school where competition was kind of the norm. And so at that time, I felt like that quote spoke to me. But if you really analyze it and break it down, what is that quote really saying? So it's two things. So first of all, it's this obsessive drive for success. It says it right there in the first part. It's not enough that I succeed. And, you know, you could go a hundred different ways with just that concept. Um, you know, what is enough? Why do we need more success? Et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the second part, that's the part that's, that's really um, interesting to look at. Because the second part is this demeaning thought of wanting others to fail. Actively wanting others to fail. It's not enough that I succeed. Others must fail. So, obviously, as I got older, I realized how harsh that quote was. But um, but also, I realized that I didn't connect with that mentality. You know, I wanted to succeed. I think everyone wants to succeed in life in some way. Um, but I didn't want to succeed at the detriment of someone else. I wasn't... I wasn't obsessed with success, that I wanted to hurt others in the process. And I don't think I ever did. And, and I think that aspect really surprised me. Like, it, it was kind of this moment of, wait, have I just been following this this thing just because? You know, it's like, um, it's like a, a CEO that gets a few million dollars and, and buys a Lamborghini or something. Because they, they think that's what they want. But in reality, it's not. And um, so, so this was like a realization of like, wait, what is this mentality that I've been following? And do I still believe in that mentality? And did I ever believe in that mentality? So that was something I had to figure out. And ultimately... Yes, it was It was time for a new mentality. And that's what I realized. Um, the next thing I had to look at were my bad habits. And the three that instantly came to mind when I was thinking about this was, number one, how I compare myself to others and... Also, how I use social media. And lastly, how I form opinions as black or white. So I'm going to... I'll briefly go through each of those. So the first is comparing myself to others, which I think, just out of the gate, it's it's a horrible habit. But it's something that I would do, something that a lot of people do. I would you know, routinely check to see how... Um, old classmates, colleagues, family members—how how they were doing in terms of their career, in terms of you know their situations, etc. Um, you know, just to keep tabs on them, keep tabs on their success, you could say. And it and it hit me after years of doing this. I thought to myself, what am I getting out of this? You know, is this benefiting me in any way? And no, it wasn't. Because c- comparing yourself to, to other people, it only provides momentary satisfaction. But that satisfaction that you feel, it's fleeting. Because it, it only lasts long enough until you decide to compare yourself to someone else. Um... So, you know, the way I compare it is it's like gambling. When you when you go gambling, it's like when you lose, you lose and when you win, you only win until you lose again. You know, you're you're always losing. You're always You're always losing and that that's that's what it is. And that's that's something I had to kind of realize. Um So the second thing, uh, the second bad habit was how I was using social media. So lately, I've seen people online, they make these proclamations that they're deleting their Facebook, or they're deactivating their Instagram, or they're they're going on a month-long cleanse, social media cleanse. And I thought, okay is the problem social media? Or is the problem what you're following? Who you're following? You know, it's like, do you wanna blame YouTube? Or do you wanna blame, you know, the 10 hour deep dive sessions where you're just watching nonsense? You know what I mean? So I went through my own social media platforms and I unfollowed people and, you know, different accounts that were giving me momentary satisfaction, right? So instead of, instead of spending 20, 25 minutes on, on Instagram scrolling through celebrity photos, I decided to follow more artists. I decided to follow more fashion designers, graphic designers, um, inspirational kind of people. Um, I wanted to change how I interact with social media instead of allowing social media to change me, you know? So, so that was something that I I had to kind of figure out and I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's like, don't blame social media, blame the things that you're following. Um, That's what I would say about that. And then the third thing, so finally the third thing, was forming opinions as black or white. And I think this ties back into the mentality that I had. So the the quote that I mentioned um, earlier, uh, that it's not enough that I succeed, others must fail. That statement right there is extremely black and white. You know, it's success, failure, failure. Happiness, sadness, black and white, you know, and I realized that a lot of my opinions had been formed on these opposite spectrums. I want this design, I want this product, or nothing at all. I want this logo, or no logo at all. I hate this, I love this. You know, there's no in between. And I think a lot of people think like this. I think a lot of um, social issues are on opposite spectrums. Obviously, political issues are definitely on opposite spectrums. And I I think people just subconsciously or consciously uh, just form opinions about stuff on one of two sides. And I think creating opinions about something... And then immediately going black or white is just ridiculously harmful. So, you know, you see some issue that's being discussed on the news. And immediately it's like, well, this is how half of the country thinks. This is how the other half thinks. And pick a side. You know, but it's, it's extremely rare when, when someone sees the issue the same issue on the news and they say okay let me try to understand both sides first get all the info and then make my opinion so essentially start in the gray and then go black or white and this doesn't even you know this doesn't even have to do with politics i'm talking about your own opinions and beliefs what you're passionate about, what your convictions are. You know, don't stay in the gray. Don't, you know, don't just be on the fence for everything. That's not the point. The point is, is start in the gray and then go black or white. Because then if you decide to take a hard position on something, you'll be more prepared because you started off in the middle You saw both sides, and then you kind of figured out one way or the other. And that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm trying to kind of practice. You know, something comes up, some issue, some opinion about something. I try to see both sides first. I start in the gray, and then I decide what way I want to go. So those are my quick thoughts on growing up. Um, and this is the part of the podcast where I could go on a long drawn out speech about what the new mentality is and what my new habits are and how I'm gonna make this proclamation about this new idea. But in reality, I don't know what my new mentality is. You know, I don't have these new habits figured out. And to be perfectly honest, this monologue wasn't really about me expressing what the new mindset is. Like that mindset is gonna come. That new mindset, that new mentality, those new habits, that will come. But for now, it's about me recognizing the missteps and realizing that there's a better course of action and then learning from it, right? That, to to me, that's growing up. That's growing up. Uh, so that's it. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this short podcast. Um, if you like what you heard, check out the next episode and subscribe to the podcast. You can also contact me at majorlyminorpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And that's it. Thank you so much.